It's a new day. Yes, it is. The Back Row Morning Show. The Back Row Baptist Podcast. The Morning Side Hug. The Back Row with Matt and Mo. He's Matt. I'm Mo. We're just like, hey, we got microphones. You're tuned in to the Back Row Rewind. The best of Matt and Mo. Welcome to the Back Row Rewind Christmas Special, where we're going to take you back to some classic Christmas bits from all our different shows from the past. Let's kick it off with a discussion from 2018's Christmas episode on ridiculous Christmas controversies. Hey. Hey. I think we got some five Christmas facts ready do to we? go. It's they're all Christmas. All I'm Christmas. So excited. Okay, are we ready? Let's do it. Number one, the Montgomery Ward Department Store created Rudolph the Red Rudolph the Reindeer as a marketing gimmick to encourage children to buy their Christmas coloring books. The original Rudolph did not have a red nose. In that day and age, red noses were seen as an indicator of chronic alcoholism, and Montgomery Ward didn't want him to look like a drunkard. <laughs> to complete the original picture, he was almost named Reginald or Rollo. <laughs> Rollo the brown nosed reindeer. So there you go. There's Never something. Had a drink in his life. There's something for people to take offense to. His <clears throat> red nose was due to him being an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, number two. Most of the eight reindeer have male sounding mm. names. Male reindeer shed their antlers in winter, however, so the reindeer pulling Santa's sleigh are more than likely female or castrated. <laughs> or castrated. Sorry about that, guys. Mm-hmm. Yet, Ouch. Yet. Ouch. I can't say neck and shoulder crease because that's offensive. Yeah. So stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The three Uh, traditional colors of most Christmas decorations are red, green, and gold. Red symbolizes the blood of Christ. Green symbolizes life and rebirth. And gold represents light, royalty, and wealth. And, of course, gold was one of the gifts that was given to Jesus. So, you and know. the other two were essential oils. <laughs> Did you see what, the... What is in? myrrh? Myrrh is... Technically, it's a burial spice, but it's right. usually in an oil. Um, but... Where does it originate from, though? Is it a plant? I'm assuming so. I don't know. <coughs> but I know that I was told that... Uh, the reason that they were given frankincense and myrrh is because they were essential oils that are supposed to help them in their life. Then I looked it up, and frankincense is mainly used for arthritis. And that's exactly what a baby needs. Frankincense is actually a healing oil, and yeah. it can be used for anything. But the main thing is listed was arthritis. I don't know why they have it listed as arthritis. I used it when I got the, the burn on my arm. Yeah. From the car accident, mm-hmm. I used it to help heal with that scar. Mm. And as you can see, you can barely tell. <laughs> and as you can barely see. I mean, uh, and then myrrh, the number one use that was listed was for hemorrhoids. <laughs> well, babies got to push sometimes, so. <laughs> babies don't get hemorrhoids. They, Come on. They could. No, hemorrhoids are mostly caused by sitting. Too much, you know? Well, babies sit a lot, too. But they have a diaper. They have a cushiony diaper. Whatever. Yeah, man, man. I don't know. Someone said, well, then it was probably for Mary. 
right? I'm like, well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says they brought the baby gifts, not Mary. So they probably did bring Mary the frankincense and the myrrh, and the gold was for Jesus. <laughs> the way I've always heard is that all three of them were supposed to be symbolic. Yeah, I, yeah. absolutely. But okay, <coughs> um, prophet, priest, and king, y'all. Uh, Paul McCartney's Christmas song is widely regarded as the worst of all the songs he ever recorded, yet he earns $400,000 a year off of it. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I like it. I like it. Family Force 5 did a version of it that I also like a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a good song. I think it's a good song. And lastly, Black Friday is not the busiest shopping day of the year. That honor goes to the Friday and Saturday before Christmas. Mm. So it was yesterday or the weekend. Lazy, procrastinating people. Mm. Like last year. Listen, I don't feel like lazy and procrastinator go hand in hand. Uh. Because you when you procrastinate on something, it's not as if you're not doing anything else in that Oh, no. Time. Sometimes. I remember procrastinating on a lot of school projects thinking, eh, I got two weeks for that. I will play video games instead. That's See, not... but you're playing video games. Okay, you're... Well, okay, well, okay, I'm not going to be a, a vegetable <laughs> and just sit and drool on myself. They're going to say, no, see, you're drooling on yourself. Exactly. That's something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever. You're ridiculous. Well, you you're know. Ridiculous. Give Matt, me a give me a top of, list. Give me a gift of not being ridiculous, Mo. Oh! <gasps> That's what I want. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Let's see if you like me when I'm not myself. And a mo who is less ridiculous. On the... Have you... Did I already ask you this question? I think I might have a couple weeks ago. Have you heard the 179 Days of Christmas yeah. song? I haven't heard it. You already asked me. Yeah. I refuse to listen to it. <laughs> and some of it is inappropriate. Unappropriate. Unappropriate. <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> so you can't even try to be a serious person. Shut Your up. body reacted. <laughs> it's like, no. I'm not going to Too be serious. serious. Too serious. She's going into survival mode. <laughs> All right, we have a top list. Let me hear it. But I don't have it open yet, so you're going to have to wait. Tell me a story while we wait for this to open. Tell me a story. (laughs) All right, here we go. Ridiculous Christmas controversies that have actually happened. We have got 13 of them. Let's talk about it. Okay, I'm listening. Here is what is widely considered the first Christmas controversy. Okay. Do you want to know what it's about? No. It's about the pagan origins. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> so, very first one. It it was initiated by none other than Christians. Their gripe was not the perceived war on Christmas, as we talked about last week, but rather the ones who initiated the war, which even included legal penalties. Uh, It started in the 17th century where Puritans rebelled against King Charles I and won. The resulting Puritan government then proceeded to ban Christmas. Puritans believed that the holiday uh, was heretical in practice because it was rooted in pagan origin. Where the Puritans canceled Christmas, they forbade traditional Christmas expressions. Shops were ordered to stay open. Churches were shut down. And ministers were arrested for preaching on Christmas Day. Woo! That was the first one. 
don't know why things like this surprise me anymore. <clears throat> right? Uh, all right. War on Christmas. This is the second one. Uh, probably the most wild sp- widespread Christmas controversy of them all has been labeled the War on Christmas, a term that you've probably heard by now many, many times. Uh, the holiday war started with the Puritans, uh, but in this day and age, however, the War on Christmas started with a 2005 book by radio host John Gibson, and he entitled it The War on Christmas, How the Liberal Plot to Ban the Sacred Christian Holiday is Worse Than You Thought. The book alleged that there was a liberal antagonism toward the holiday. This was further exacerbated by Bill O'Reilly from Fox News, who went on to accuse liberals of trying to uh, or of tying the Christmas situation into secular progressive politics. In essence, some people believe there is a systematic attempt to eliminate anything that is remotely religious from Christmas. In particular, some Christians believe Christ is being taken out of Christmas, and Donald Trump has used this word, war on Christmas, uh, this phrase, war on Christmas, as an example, and a political promise to bring back Christmas. The problem is Christmas never left. There's no evidence of an organized attack on Christmas in the United States. Christmas is a holiday like any other holiday, and is celebrated differently by many people who share many backgrounds and many beliefs. (sighs) I feel like I have just found what my fire starter for the next year is going to be. Fire starter. Yeah. You don't want the KFC fire log? Uh, no. (laughs) They can keep that. that I will use the the book War on Christmas (laughs) to start all my fires. Uh, All right. The next one is the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer controversy, which we had already talked about a a couple weeks ago. Hey, I'm proud of us. We're like up. Yeah. We are up on the times. Mm-hmm. Where Rudolph left a bad taste of bullying in everybody's mouth. Uh, <laughs> we talked about how the controversy was dumb because that's exactly what the stupid show was about. It was about how they were bad and bullying and terrible to him and how they prejudged him and realized at the end that he had something to offer. <clears throat> so, yeah, don't be stupid. Uh, <laughs> a recent poll found that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was among the most beloved Christmas movies, with 83% of participants finding it favorable. Mm-hmm. So, at least we have that, right? Yeah, at least we have 83% just, of people who... just a few wacky, wacky folks. <laughs> <laughs> Reading the Huffington Post. <laughs> They're always the loud people, the loudest ones. The All ones right. who make the biggest scene. <laughs> so this one I completely get. Black Pete. Mo just gave me the weirdest look. There are many characters associated with Christmas stories. However, one character has proven to be particularly offensive. Black Pete is a character associated with the Christmas holidays in the Netherlands who often accompanies their version of Santa Claus. He is usually represented with a black face and curly black hair. Opponents argue that the character is filled with offensive racist undertones, and the portrayal is part of a historically negative stereotype of black people during uh, dating back to colonialism, including portraying black people as stupid, lazy, and uncivilized caricatures for entertainment, quote-unquote. But what makes it even worse is that they don't use a black person. They always use a white person in blackface. I mean... There are some things I completely don't understand why there's an issue. This, I don't understand 
how it's not a bigger issue. Because it's in the Netherlands. <laughs> That's why. Uh, I'm looking at pictures. I Googled it. Yeah. And it's... I mean... Yeah, well, I'm looking at one of them anyway. It's legit. It's terribly offensive. <laughs> it's legit offensive. Get mad about that. <laughs> right? Come on. Let me hear somebody <coughs> argue this. <laughs> Whew. All right. Polar bear cookies. Now, this one is a recent one. This is from 2015. Uh, so, <laughs> we, we, of course, have heard about the Star Starbucks cups thing, which we might mention again later in the list. I don't remember. Oh, gracious. Okay. But Starbucks has had another controversial thing happen in their stores. In 2015, the coffee giant unveiled a polar bear cookie wearing a red scarf. Which sounds innocent enough. However, the scarf is drawn, piped on with icing in such a way that, number one, it doesn't connect all the way around the neck. And number two, it's too rounded on pretty much every end of the two dangling pieces and the other side. So it doesn't look like a scarf. It looks like someone slit the throat of the polar bear and it is bleeding out. Nice. <laughs> Here, I'll show you a picture. You see that? Y'all will have to oh Google my. it. Yeah, y'all will have to Google it at home if you don't remember it yourself. I rem- as soon as I saw the picture, I remembered it uh, from the first time I saw it back in 2015. But yeah, needless to say, the imagery of a white polar bear with a bloody neck disturbed quite a few people. <laughs> but see, I got to say that I would have been one of those people that was like, it's clearly a scarf, guys. Get sure. with it. Yeah. I mean, it, maybe the response was exaggerated. Yeah. But at the same time, as a parent with kids yeah. who might see that and get frightened. Yeah. Like, and <sighs> at the same time, I think it would have been super easy for them to just put like a couple green dots on yeah. it. Yeah. Or pipe it green. Yeah. No one's going to think it's blood then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's very true. Oh, man. All right. Uh, The next one is also a relatively recent one. It was the OCD Christmas sweater. Uh, So, Target found itself in hot water when it introduced its obsessive Christmas disorder Christmas sweater. Disgruntled shoppers complain that the Christmas sweater made light of the mental illness and that the garment trivializes those who suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder. Target spokesman Josh Thomas said in a statement, we never want to disappoint any of our guests and apologize for any discomfort. Number one, that sounds like the uh, weeniest version of an apology (laughs) for this thing. But at the same time, I get it because it's overblown yeah right yeah (laughs) can we have a pun aren't we allowed to have a pun no (laughs) not in our culture and society today (laughs) absolutely not i can't even believe that you would ask that question uh all right number seven naked man nativity scene (laughs) what's that look mo (laughs) 
Are you kidding me? It's hard to imagine that the Vatican's Christmas nativity scene would cause controversy. No. But it has. In 2017, the Vatican unveiled a large nativity scene complete with six-foot-tall figures and a 90-foot-tall spruce tree. 92-foot-tall spruce tree. However, people cannot help but notice the beefy, ripped, naked man in the mix. The scene depicts seven corporal works of mercy. In one scene, a dead man is being buried. In another, a prison is visited, prisoner is visited. The naked man is being clothed. Critics argue that the naked man took tension away from the nativity scene of Jesus. So what it is is we're seeing, uh, they're trying to make a representation of when Jesus said, you know, when I was, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was naked, you clothed me. And the other person, when did I do this, Lord? When you did this for my people, you did this for me. You know that thing? Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do. But having an actual naked man, very visible, not quite showing off the same. <laughs> Are you Googling images of this too? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. And sadly, the only thing that I can find is where a topless woman removed the baby Jesus from the Vatican nativity scene. <laughs> Wait, let's talk about that one. No. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That was just last year, guys. That was last year. This was this year. Where she... <laughs> yep. Just recently. Oh, oh man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Those Italians, I tell you. Oh, there it is. Oh, my. Okay, but he's not, like, seriously? It's, I mean, yeah, you're not seeing his dangle or anything, but... Right. <laughs> If you go to the Vatican and you see all the artwork that's draped in there, there's going to be thousands of naked people that you see. Women, children, men, you see it all. And (laughs) somebody's making a stink because there is a guy who is... The proper areas are clothed or covered, I should say. (laughs) I think I might would be making a stink about... The face he's making. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, Black Santa. Mm. As you're probably aware by now, racism is still a thing, sadly. And yet, in another example of this frustrating fact, retired Army Captain Larry Jefferson was handpicked at a Santa convention to be Santa at the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota. He was a huge hit with children and parents, but as his popularity grew, so did the backlash, since he was black. And some people did not like the thought of a black Santa at all. Do you have a problem with black Santa, Mo? I have no putting problem you on the spot now. with black Santa. <laughs> I mean... What's the issue? Yeah. I don't get it. I mean... Why has he got to be a white man? Right. I mean, St. Nick, sure. But Santa Claus is an overarching figure, especially as we understand that there's several different people who play Santa Claus. Mm Mm-hmm. Why can't we have a black Santa? Well, I get it. It's fine. All right. Number four, pole dancing at a Christmas parade. I was expecting some sort of response from nothing. I'm shocked by every <laughs> single thing that you read. A 
in my... I'm just in a constant state of shock. I am. So stop waiting for a new response. Uh, what I'm waiting for <laughs> is to hear the rest of the story. I feel, what's his name? And now you know... The, the rest, rest of, of the story. story. <laughs> That's... I'm just waiting because... I... If you let me wonder, you don't want to know. A dance studio in Jacksonville, North Carolina, got in trouble when it featured a pole dancing float in a Christmas parade. The studio claims it was not using the poles in a seductive or suggested manner, but rather as displays of athleticism. However, onlookers complained that the demonstration was not appropriate for a family-friendly parade. One pastor was even quoted saying that he had to turn the heads of the kids to keep them from watching the float. I can't help but wonder... If he turned his head as well. <laughs> I mean, do you remember earlier this year, the kindergarten class or the school that had a... Yes, yeah, had a... Yeah. <laughs> a, a guest assembly, visitor. Assembly, and it was a pole dancer. <laughs> because it's athletic. I mean, now. come on, people. Use your head. Uh, I just don't understand. I don't understand what, what people think. I'm so days. sad that it was in Jacksonville, though. That, like, <laughs> North Carolina, come on, get North it together. Kakalaki, you should have known, together. people. You should have known. Somebody was going <laughs> to raise a fit and get upset about it. <laughs> oh, All right. How about this Hallmark sweater, which is actually a ornament shaped like a sweater? Ugly Christmas sweaters can be pretty offensive especially to some of us who have been gifted with the christmas fashion sense of insert your favorite designer's name here (laughs) okay but i have no fashion sense whatsoever so i digress however hallmark really offended some people with their christmas sweater design in 2013 can you figure out why if i show you the picture Sure, maybe. I mean, I'll try. No? Wait, what was the question? Can you figure out why this is offensive? It says, Don We Now Are Fun fun apparel. Apparel. Yeah. It's offensive because they didn't use the word gay. Gay, of course. <laughs> of course. But if they had used the word gay, it would have been offensive. Oh! Oh. I'm more offended that they didn't choose to use the word happy. <laughs> like, Right. So uh, the change caused many to label Hallmark as homophobic, which... Some people calling for a boycott of Hallmark. Uh, (laughs) Hallmark apologized in a statement saying, we've been surprised at the wide range of reactions expressed about the change of lyrics on this ornament, and we're really sorry to have caused so much concern. They just wanted... (laughs) Apparently the decision had nothing to do with the word gay. (laughs) They just wanted to have some fun play on word thing, and they decided to use the word fun instead with their goofy sweater because that's that definitely not well i don't know where i'm gonna go with that but in the original use of the word gay that's happy right Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. this is an ugly christmas sweater those aren't typically deemed happy they're deemed as a fun thing i mean this was literally a we just want to make a thing a pun about fun that's all they really wanted to do that's so stupid it is so stupid 
Oh, can we be done with this segment? <laughs> well, we got one more. The number one list on the list here, Starbucks Christmas cups. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Come a long way since the Christmases of Puritan times. Nevertheless, Christmas controversies have not disappeared. Enter Starbucks. Every year, Starbucks unveils their Christmas cups, much to the delight of everyone. Right? Wrong. Unfortunately, Starbucks Christmas cups are one of the main Christmas controversies found on this list. Even though Starbucks has been designing Christmas cups since 1997, their cup controversy started in 2015 with the unveiling of their all-red Christmas cup design, which was meant to be a design that welcomes all of our stories turned into a design that felt like it excluded theirs. People, People thought that it was excluding Jesus. So I have a couple options for Starbucks. A couple options? A couple options, okay? Ready? Do it. I think this would help. One, have multiple designs that people can choose their cup when they go to Starbucks, okay? Now, here's the thing. I understand that that would cost a lot of money because you're trying to figure out, okay, well, how many people are going to pick the non-Christian cup over how many people are going to pick the Christian cup over how many people, you know, whatever. Mm. So that would be costly. Another option, have a white cup with multiple pictures on it. Okay. Multiple Christmas scenes, if you will, maybe a nativity scene or a Christmas tree or Santa and his sleigh all on the same cup wrapped around and the purchaser of said cup can color in whichever picture they want. Okay? Or lastly, just do a chalkboard cup. You know how chalkboard is the thing now. Mm-hmm. And someone can just draw their own thing or write their own holiday 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 <laughs> note on their own cup. <laughs> there you go, Starbucks. I've given you three Whoa. options. <laughs> for next Christmas <laughs> that I feel like takes a lot of the offensiveness out. <laughs> I'm, I know there's going to be someone offended in some way because that's just the world that we live in, but I feel like it takes a lot of the offensiveness out of it. Yeah. The only thing that I would see with the first stuff of having the different ones yeah. is... Like, you get there and they run out of one of them and like, you didn't order enough of the Christian cups? Yeah. Did you not think this was a Christian community? Mm-hmm. I am offended. Or yeah. vice versa. All right. <laughs> Which is why I think that one is the has the most fail rate. Yeah. That option has the most fail rate. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break right there. It is the Back Row Rewind Christmas special. When we come back, we're going to pull some fun stuff from our short-lived YouTube show, The Back Row with Matt and Mo. So stick around for that. You're listening to The Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Mo. Hello? I'll see you at the Christmas party tomorrow. Okay, bye! Hey, Mickey. Hello? Oh, yeah? Well, this year I'm Santa's secret Santa. Okay, what am I supposed to do about that, Jerry? Ugh. Hi, Wayne. Aw, did you lose a bat, sweetie? It's my celebration tie. Wayne, you didn't get the promotion. What? Peterson got it. My 
partner? Yeah. You're disappointed. Oh, no, no. I'm glad for Peterson. What, are you crazy? Because he was trained by me. I mean, seriously, are you crazy? I'm so glad that the big guy noticed him and not me. So there you go. Well, good, because now you have a new partner to train. In the first prep and landing special from Disney, we see longtime elf Wade walk right into headquarters, believing without a doubt that he was getting a promotion, only to have his hopes and dreams dashed as someone below him was promoted above him. Instead of moving up the corporate ladder, he was sent out with a new partner to train on Christmas Eve to prepare the way for Santa. Disillusioned, he does a poor job, and his lack of attention to detail causes a catastrophe that they barely escape in the nick of time. And in true uplifting special fashion, this event brings him to realize just how much he loves the position he's in now. And when at the end he is offered a new position, a higher up position, he turns it down, having found the true meaning of contentment. Now, in our lives, when we struggle with the lack of contentment, it's hard to wrap that up in a 22-minute special. It's human nature to want more, whether that be in our jobs, financially, relationships, all of that. We desire more. It's hard to stay content where we're at. It's kind of an internal greed that we're born with and develop over time. We get antsy when things start to feel stale. Stale is a week old cookie. Sometimes it takes for us to lose things that we have before we realize that we should be content in all circumstances. Let's look at Paul. In Philippians 4, verses 11 through 13, Paul writes, Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's the original usage of that last verse there. It's not about conquering mountains. It's about conquering the day to day. It's about being content in every circumstance that God puts you in with less, with more. When the snowstorm came, Wade was the experienced elf that was able to handle that rough situation. Had he been promoted and a new elf put in his place, Santa might have been done for that year. In whatever circumstance God has you in right now, believe that it's for the best, for your good and his glory, and find contentment, because we're not getting any younger, you know. Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch every Monday on the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio. Listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Mo. It's the Back Row Rewind Christmas special, and today we are having a fun time going back through different shows that Mo and I have done in the past and to pull out some of our favorite Christmas bits. And uh, in this segment, we're going to go to our short lived YouTube show and pull out some of our favorite stuff from our Christmas special from that show. So, here we go. He's Matt, I'm Mo, and it's our Christmas special! And we got three awesome Christmassy themed games, including the sponsor for this episode is Sunday School Answers. Now, if you listen to our podcast this morning, uh, we played this with uh, uh, the group that was on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
But we're going to play it again for you live so you can see how it's actually going. Um, it's it's, uh, it's kind of like apples to apples. Mm-hmm. Uh, Way better than Cards Against Humanity. And holier than Cards <laughs> Against Humanity. It doesn't make you feel like you need to take a shower uh-huh. afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but it's really, it's our humor. It's very snarky type humor. Uh, we're, we're, we're showcasing it and they're sponsoring us because... It's almost Christmas, and there's still time for you to buy your own, and I'm positive that after you watch us play it, you're going to want to buy your own copy. So uh, we're going to be playing that first, and then we're going to be playing a Christmas version of Heads Up, that game that Ellen DeGeneres came up with, and then the third round is going to be a spicy gummy candy challenge. Uh, Still not sure how that's (laughs) Christmassy. They're red and green. Anything to torture me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the points are going to be tallied up all through the all three games, and whoever loses has to eat the ghost pepper gummy. Nope. As punishment. You're going down. It's going to be fun. Downtown. Now, since Brown. <laughs> since since our last episode, roughly a month ago, yeah, Megan has lost the undisputed back row championship title belt uh, on the podcast, but what? she's still. The 2M champion, since that title stays here on the show, so I'm going to try and take that from her today. So, let's get started. Megan Kelly is going to help us out with this first game. Let's play Sunday School Answers. Whoop! <laughs> All right, let's play Sunday School Answers. <laughs> We've each got our cards. What's our first dilemma, Megan Kelly? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he was talking to me. <laughs> Okay. When a person opens their Bible, they immediately gain an appreciation for. <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh, that's not making me feel good. I thought I had the perfect one. Oh no. Okay. Mm hmm. <laughs> When a person opens their Bible, they immediately gain an appreciation for coffee. <laughs> when a person opens their Bible, they immediately gain an appreciation for men, the glorious and chosen gender of history. <laughs> Do that because it's against men. That was so obviously the funniest one. This is rigged. But it's not about the funniest. You gotta think like her. Specifically think about, about the, the funniest. You gotta think about the person. We what are they? We specifically set it up as pick the funniest. But that's not it's how they're funny. Works. But I ain't gonna pick that because that means I am what? saying that this you're, is true. Sexist. And it ain't. <laughs> This, on the other hand, <laughs> in the beginning. Um, coffee's the answer to everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was only one. Come on now. Whatever. Whatever. <sighs> War is often used in the Old Testament to secure blank. War is often used in the Old Testament to secure. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Oh, this would have been perfect. <laughs> That's how it always works. Yeah. War is often used in the Old Testament to secure Nickelback's music. Okay. War is often used in the Old Testament to secure the spirit of hip hop raining down. <laughs> I like the hip hop one. Yeah! I got out of point. I feel like we had each other's cards there. I know, right? I know, I really thought I bet this is Megan's card. No! And then I felt bad. No, I like that one better. Okay. Good stuff. All right. Only blank can properly represent Jesus' love of all humanity. Oh. This is going to be so funny. Oh. I'm looking forward to this one. I can't one. use one. It's too sacrilegious. I know. I struggle with that. So, I'm all, <laughs> so only blank can properly. Oh, this doesn't work, but it'd be funny. Re, what is it? Uh, can, okay. Represent. Only, yeah. Only blank can properly represent Jesus' love of all humanity. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I really like my answer. <laughs> Only tipping with a Bible track can properly represent Jesus' love of all humanity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Only another beep church staff meeting can properly represent Jesus' love of all humanity. <laughs> Goodness, that's funny. I... beeping church stabbing me. <laughs> <laughs> you got people uh, to believe that. That's pretty funny. I'm yeah. gonna go with that one because that's like opposite. You know? right? That ain't even true. Tipping with the Bible track. <laughs> that's just go like, to a restaurant. Yeah. It's awful. You tip your waitress. Waitress. Oh, you your waitress. I didn't understand you it. You tip your waitress with a Bible track. I thought it was some kind of dance. I'm like, what is tipping with the Bible track? Tipping with the Bible track. That's why I couldn't read it right. I'm like, I want that. We do the Bible track. <laughs> Completely opposite of what actually happens in church meetings. This is true. Oh man. So okay. Two more. <laughs> it is well with blank is the number one hymn of the nineteenth century. It is Ooh. well with. Mm. It is well with. It is well. Oh man. I don't got a good one. <laughs> this well with oh. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try pick it. Shuffle, 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 de duffle. Okay. 
It is well with hobbits is the number one <laughs> hymn of the 19th century. <laughs> oh, gracious. It is well Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins. Samwise. <laughs> Second breath. Oh, my goodness. Okay. It is well with skinny jeans is the number one <laughs> hymn of the 19th century. Uh, that's the 21st century. <laughs> I don't go. I don't like skinny jeans. I pick Hobbit. Yes. <laughs> See, that's why I was like, Ugh. it was a throwaway. It was a throwaway. Whatever. All right, last one for this game. Okay. I lost already, huh? No, we were counting points through the whole three oh, games. Okay. Chill out. <laughs> and the card says. <laughs> I didn't think Starbucks could get any lower, but their holiday drink is called Blancasino. <laughs> or maybe it's Chino. Uh-huh. A Chino. Chino. A Chino. A Chino. Blancasino. Blancasino. <laughs> oh my god. This is dumb! I got the perfect one. Oh gosh! I'm a little nervous about this one. Oh, this one's I was holding. I've been holding on to it for the last this four This is hands. stupid. <laughs> One of the. Cards. I mean, I really love this game, but your hand, right? My now hand is. We're gonna buy it. We're all gonna buy We're it. We're totally buying it. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. We're playing it for second Christmas too. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> you always make me say weird, crazy crap. <laughs> That's not yours, is it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is it mine? Read it, Megan. <laughs> I don't even know how to properly say that with an achino at the end of it. <laughs> I'm going to save it for last. Okay. Sounds good. It's obviously the funniest. I didn't think Starbucks could get any lower, but their holiday drink is called Heresy Chino. That's actually pretty good. That's funny. <laughs> that was really funny. It's really on the nose. <laughs> okay. I didn't think Starbucks could get any lower, but their but their holiday drink is called Uncomfortable Sex Toxicino. <laughs> favorite M is. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Uh, so funny. <laughs> Chino. See, which one would I choose in the Starbucks? <laughs> Probably the heresy one. I don't know. I go, what's the uncomfortable sex talk? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, but I don't want them to I tell don't. me. <laughs> I wonder if it's like better than sex cake. Ooh. No. It's probably no. <laughs> Whatever's in it, it's awkward. <laughs> they just don't mesh. The, the, the flavors just don't mesh. Oh my gosh. Oh, I choose heresy. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody knows that point was mine. Everybody knows. 
Oh, that was very gosh. uncomfortable sex talk. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Megan. You're welcome. All right, on to the next game. Woo! <laughs> Thanks again to the wonderful and illustrious <laughs> Megan Kelly for hosting us on our first game. Now we're moving on to our second game. Uh, heads up, Christmas style. Mo's got her phone. I Apparently, got it's phone. not. Uh, Playable on my phone anymore, which is just one generation older. It's because your phone Lame. sucks. Sorry, it started playing music. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready? Yeah. Who's going first? I don't know. I don't even remember how we point this thing. Oh, it's just like how many you guess? Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, Are we going to rock, paper, scissors it? Yeah. All right, ready? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> ready? Well, how do we do it? Rock. rock. Paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Okay. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, <laughs> shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> what does that mean? She gets <laughs> We do this every time. <laughs> um, I'm guessing first. Okay, so. So I'll hold it up. So you hold it to your head and I yep. give you. Okay. So we're playing the Happy Holidays version. Happy Holidays. <laughs> Uh, you're going to shoot your eye out. A Christmas story. Mm -hmm. um, the guy at uh, Christmas. Santa Claus. With a, an article at the beginning. The Santa Claus? Choo-choo. Yeah. Train? A choo-choo. Polar Express? No, a train? A, a... Playing with it? Choo-choo. A... Train. You get a it at Christmas. Train. I open the Christmas. Look, it's a blank train set. <laughs> uh, like a small dog. <laughs> um, the helpers. The elves. The, uh, oh. Santa's elves. I'll give it to you. You kiss under it. Mistletoe. Yeah. Um, you wrap it on a present. Ribbon. No, the bow. The, yeah. Uh, jingling. <laughs> Sleigh bells. It was toy train. You're terrible. You were like Sydney playing this game. Uh, I did not do it that much. I was actively giving a clue. I was actively giving clues. What is most it? Of the time. Toy train. Toy train. You couldn't pick up on the word toy. No. Playing with it. I opened it. It's a blank train set, like a small dog. Anything. Toy train. <laughs> Um, in the windows, you can spray it. Fake snow? Uh-huh. Oh, 11. 12. On the, on the 11th day of Christmas. Look at me. 11 drummers drumming? No. Pipers piping? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jewish people? Hanukkah. Celebrate. Okay, but it's a song. Uh, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. No. Uh, the Hanukkah song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is the holiday? Hanukkah. The letter after N? Oh. Oh, Hanukkah? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, Canada? Oh, goodness! <laughs> On the sixth day of Christmas? Six. Lords of Leaping? Maids no. of Milking? Nope. Jumpers Jumping? Nope. Hello. Nope. Uh, they are beautiful and white and... Swans and... is swanning? <laughs> <laughs> swans is swimming? Yes! <laughs> uh. Gosh. For our final game, 
We I have would call this a game. Gummies. This is the ghost pepper gummy. Insane heat, but cherry flavored. And that's what the loser of the whole night has to eat. So we'll put that aside. <laughs> but for our first game, we're going to be playing with the gummy jalapeno pepper, which is sour apple flavored, and the gummy habanero pepper. Oh, how we love habaneros. Which is an orange flavor. <laughs> so <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to roll the dice. And uh, whoever rolls, we're going to roll the die. <laughs> Our producer. <laughs> slash Deidre. director slash scorekeeper. <laughs> informing me. Whoever rolls the highest uh, has to eat. The first round will be the jalapeno pepper. And we're not going to do the whole thing because they're giant. They're like really big. They're like two-thirds of the gummy. Is that what giant <laughs> means? Really big? In most circles. <laughs> um, whoever rolls the highest has to eat the pepper, but they also get those points. So you got to suffer for your points. Um, so we'll do it round one with the jalapeno, round two with the gummy habanero, and hilarity will ensue. And then whoever has the most points at the end wins the title, and whoever has the least eats. Got to eat the ghost pepper one. Okay. We wanna. We we wanna. We want to roll high. We want to roll high. That's hard to say. But we also don't want to roll high. Because <laughs> then we have the pebbles. He's two. And five. five. I got five points. <laughs> I don't want to win. <laughs> she rolled six. All right, how do you open this thing? told you gummies kind of gross me out. Did they really? Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't tell me that. Like, get it. Oh, oh gracious. <laughs> so you gotta get. All right, hold up. You gotta get to at least the fat part right there. Oh. Mm -hmm. The sugar, I mean, the sugar should kill the heat for the most part. Oh, no, there's heat. I mean, but like, Intense, intensive. I don't know how well it will do with the others. I've read some reviews that say it's like nothing, and I've read some reviews saying like, make sure you have milk. So we didn't bring milk. We have no relief up here. Just Christmas. a blazing hot light beaming in our face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Matt has to eat the little stem. No, I don't have stem. to eat any of it. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's warm. Spicy. Yeah. That's warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Woo! <laughs> it's kicking in? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Two. No, because then I have to eat that one. Yep. So I'm now almost guaranteed to eat that one. <laughs> Five. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Ugh, I can't open it. Oh, wait, I have a knife. The habanero, you might recall, is the hottest pepper that we ate on our first episode of the Pepper Stepper Challenge. And that was no joke. Mm -hmm. Ooh. <laughs> square. <laughs> Spookily the square pumpkin. <laughs> At least it doesn't look like snot. 
But where do I have to eat to this one? To about right there. That's more than half. It's not in say half. It said two thirds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> At least I don't have to do the ghost. I before. know. Dumb. <laughs> The noises. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a gummy. What do you expect? Ooh. This one hotter right away? Yeah. Right away. I do like the orange flavor better. Yeah. But yeah, it's hot. (laughs) You gonna throw up? No, but it just hit me in the back of the throat all of a sudden. Ooh. Down in my chest. I'm down there. <laughs> Tell us what you're feeling. Not only is Take this us one on a taste journey. more hot, but the density of the gummy is thick. <laughs> I think it's the same amount of gummy as the other one, but it's a shorter gummy. <laughs> is injecting no it. no this is not right Neat. i'm gonna take my punishment here in a second but before i go pick up a copy uh <laughs> please don't side hug me <laughs> the best of acrobatics <laughs> over 3,000 hilarious jokes and one-liners about church culture currently discounted on amazon a whopping 6.92 percent that's hot because that's as low <laughs> That's as low as the publisher will allow me to sell it for. Pick up a copy, pick up several, and give them away for Christmas. But you know what? This is only so good by itself. Uh-huh. It would be even better if you paired it with Sunday School, Sunday Answers. School Answers. The best Christian card game out there. Ever. And so, you know, uh, check out our description below. Find the links to uh, all the different packs. There's like four or five different packs out there right now of the game. So there's a whole lot of cards already out there ready for you to play. Um, Links in the description. There's a Christmas one, right? There is a Christmas-themed one, too, with Christmas carols and and the like. So pick it up. Pick this up. Have a jolly holiday. I'm going to eat it. Watch Matt suffer. Cherry ghost pepper. Yeah. Okay. Yep, I'm telling you. Huh? Is it hot? Oh! Oh. (laughs) Look at his eyes. (laughs) You can't just swallow it. It's too, like, it is too dense. They make it to where you can't just swallow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Better you than me. I know, right? 
I swallowed it. It was still too big, and it just like it was like nails scraping all the way down my it's throat. It's such a pretty red, though. <sighs> the cherry flavor is really good. did a really good job like getting the flavor in there. It was good. I mean it tasted good, but it was Do you mean like the orange flavor? Yeah, orange oh. and the sour apple. Oh, oh, oh. hold up. Oh. Oh, boy. No, no, oh, stop. Oh. Oh. Oh, you got to take some? Oh my gosh, don't do it. I'm only taking this one. <laughs> <sighs> Woo, yeah! Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I got like a whole lot of cherry in it. Woo! That tastes good. Okay. Okay. Woo! Okay. Okay. No. Yeah, that, I can't imagine doing what he just did. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Ah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and Happy New Year. <laughs> ah. Ah. Yeah. Holy mackerel. It's hot. All right, we're going to take one more break right there. It is the Back Row Rewind Christmas special. When we come back, we're going to share some of our favorite Christmas memories. Stick around. You're listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Mo. This week in Nerdy News, this is LTNN. What a week to be a Star Wars fan. A cornucopia of new Star Wars projects was announced last Thursday, including that Hayden Christensen will be returning as Darth Vader for the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series starring Ewan McGregor. Now it'll be interesting to see how they thread the needle on this because it's been widely assumed that Darth Vader had not seen Obi-Wan since the events of Revenge of the Sith until A New Hope. So what story are they going to tell here and will it alter any established canon of the series? Also, Ahsoka's getting her own show, guys. Ahsoka is. Honestly, there's just so much Star Wars news and Marvel news and Disney news that it would take 30 minutes for me to get through all of it. So go find an article and read all of the amazing updates we got. Sister Act 3 also, for some reason. Why? I don't know. New Mighty Ducks as well. I said I'm not going to talk about it. And the new Loki trailer. Oh my gosh, stop it. Stop. Rain yourself in. There's other news to talk about today. <sighs> the newest addition to the Arrowverse, Superman and Lois, is premiering on February 23rd, and photos have now been released of the updated Superman costume, which feels a lot more familiar and kind of makes me feel tingly. No sign of the red undies, though, so, I mean, it's not all good news. Alfred Molina is officially returning for Spider-Man 3, but returning from where? From Spider-Man 2. Of the original Spider-Man series two versions ago. 
guys, it's happening. It's all coming together. The multiverse. We speculated about it on the first LTNN, but we knew it. We knew it, guys. I called it. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I, it could be a massive failure, but it could be the best thing since Into the Spider-Verse. Ah, hold on to your butts and bring me pictures of Spider-Man. Or men. Spider-Men. All three of the Spider-Men. That's going to do it for this week in Nerdy News. I'm Radio Matt, and this is LTNN. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Mo. It is the Back Row Rewind Christmas special. And in our last segment today, we're going back to our Christmas Eve episode from 2018 to bring you some of our favorite Christmas memories. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show with Matt and Mo here on this Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. I'm so excited. I am excited. But then again, tomorrow. It's going to come and go, and it's you gone. No, that's the only thing it's that... It's another year. Yeah. Then it's just going to be cold, and there's no Christmas. Hey, how long do you keep your tree up? <laughs> this was not in the... The question could have two separate answers, so let me let me know what you're really asking. Are how? you asking how long would I prefer to keep the tree up, <laughs> or how long we actually keep the tree up in a perfect world when would you be taking your christmas tree and decorations down probably after the first of the year okay okay if you're asking how long though it would be i think we've made it to mid-february before (laughs) (laughs) like i remember asking is it going to be valentine's day before we get this down and we got it down like Two days before Valentine's Day. To be fair, though, you said in a perfect world, sometime after the first of the year. Sure. Would be. Yeah. <laughs> that could be next Christmas. Right? <laughs> so, my rule has always been you take it down, you take your tree down before the first. Because you never go into the new year with an old tree. It's something that my parents always said. It's just a rule that we always lived by. Matt? I'm just, I'm just I trying have, to think of no, where just it came listen. from. I don't know where it came from. No idea. But I have nothing but artificial trees 
<laughs> so I'm going into every year with an old tree. <laughs> so because this year was the first year that I really decorated before Christmas, I'm thinking this may also be the first year that I keep my stuff up after the new year. Yeah. I always I always like to keep it up because I still like we still turn on our Christmas lights and everything all the way up through New Year's Eve. Yeah. And so, you know, I like to keep it going. Yeah. <clears throat> Technically, the 12 days of Christmas starts with Christmas. And so you're supposed to go all the way through like, what is it, the 5th or 6th or 7th of January? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in different cultures <laughs> and their different uh, Christmases, the way that they celebrate Christmas, mm-hmm. it's always, you know, some of them are well into the new year mm-hmm. that they... I can't remember. Italians celebrate Bella Bafana. And that is right around the Christmas season. So they have Christmas and then they have the Bella Bafana where they all burn all of their Christmas trees. Oh, weird. Yeah. Like in a bonfire or yeah. like individually? In a bonfire. Okay, that's cool. They A bunch of people get their Christmas trees together, but it's it, it's to ward off the witch that came after Christmas. So, because I don't know all the history of it. The White Witch from Narnia? I don't remember what it was, Matt, to be totally honest. <laughs> but that was the... It, but they did that on, like, the 5th of January every year. Yeah, okay. So... Tell them that's just a book, man. Right? C.S. Lewis guys. wrote that thing. It's not real. <laughs> all right. Well, here's the news, folks. I got some Christmas-flavored news for you. of Americans say Christmas should be celebrated in public schools. Three-fourths of Americans agree that Christmas should be celebrated in public schools, says a Rasmussen Reports poll conducted the same week that a Nebraska elementary school principal banned Christmas in her school, right down to the candy canes, Christmas trees, Santa Claus, colors, red and green, and elf on the shelf. None of that was allowed. Most Americans continue to believe Christmas should be celebrated in public schools and that there is a place for religious symbols on public land, said the polls analysis, uh, which found that 74% of the residents agreed that Christmas should be celebrated in public schools. 14% disagreed. 12% were unsure when they conducted the survey, December 6th through the 9th. Hmm. What do you think? I mean, as for the religious aspects of it, I understand why they wouldn't want that in public schools. Mm -hmm. But Christmas is celebrated by darn near everybody in America. I mean, there is a very small percentage of people that don't celebrate Christmas somehow. Mm -hmm. So why is it bad to have red and green decorations? (laughs) A wreath, a tree. I don't know. I get it. Honestly... Nothing surprises me anymore, Matt. <laughs> I don't... So here's the thing. We... Mila has... She's in second grade, okay? And since the time... I think we covered this last week, but since the time she was born, we have not recognized Santa Claus as the center of Christmas, mm. okay? It hasn't been our focus well, this year in her classroom, they have an elf on the shelf, okay? And her friends are telling her, that elf is real. He travels back to the North Pole every night, and he talks to Santa Claus about what we did. 
And they're saying this because that's the tradition that they do in their own homes, you know? And so while I completely understand it and I think that it's fun and I think that it's a really good tactic for the teacher to have an elf to keep (laughs) the kids on task and having good behaviors through the month of December, um, I had to convince my daughter that Santa was not real. Her elf does not travel every night back to the North Pole. And it took us going to Target... Walking through Target and her seeing the box of the elf on the shelf and being like, oh, it didn't really come from the North Pole. So, if I was her, I would have been terrified of that thing. It's like, <laughs> thinking it's real, staring at it. Is it going to move? Does it need to pee? <laughs> Why doesn't it ever eat? <laughs> never moves its limbs, never swings its feet. It just he just, just sits, sits there, there and <laughs> stares at me. Right? <clears throat> That's terrifying. Yeah. That whole so, the whole the whole idea of Elf on the Shelf is terrifying to me. Yeah. And I have nightmares. Wow. But anyway, something good. Three fourths of America say, "Hey, let's have some Christmas fun, guys." Yeah. Stop being Grinches. And I can agree with that. Yep. Survey reveals America's favorite Christmas song to sing in the car. Are you ready for this? Favorite Christmas song to go all karaoke in. What's it called? Is it called car karaoke? What's it called? On that show. Oh, I don't know. There's a show? It's, uh, I want to say it's... Is it like a game show? No, I want to say it's one of the late night shows. Uh, with one of the Jimmys. Really? But I don't remember. No, oh. James. James Corden. James Corden's, I think it's the Late Late Show or something like that. Okay. Anyway, he does Carpool Karaoke. That's what it's called. Okay. All right. So what's the best Carpool Karaoke song? <coughs> well, his family's... Sorry. sorry. His family I thought you said, are you asking roads. me? Sorry. <laughs> his family takes to the roads and droves over the festive few months. A new study about holiday travel examined the most common shenanigans that go on during holiday car rides. Bobby Helms' 1957 classic, Jingle Bell Rock, emerged as the song drivers and passengers sing along to most commonly. But that's only 37%. So it's not even like a 50% thing. Only 37%, but it's the highest percentage. So that means that there's a wide range of songs that uh, people love to sing. Other notable hits Americans enjoy caroling in the car include classic sing-alongs such as Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and I Wish You a Merry Christmas. Uh, the study conducted by one poll in conjunction with Quaker State found that two-thirds, 67% of participants said singing is part of their festive travel, with more than a quarter, 26%, belting out their favorite holiday jams often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all sing in the car? We do. And what's fun, Matt, two <coughs> of my three kids are phenomenal singers. So the three of us will do like three-part harmony. And Tover is a pretty good singer. He's just not... The best. He can carry a tune while Chris is sitting over there driving, like, <laughs> make my die. life stop <laughs> now. <Kill me> now. <laughs> but we'll bust out into, like, the old Christmas hymns. Old Holy Night, Away in a Manger, Silent Night. Sure. And we just, we have fun making up our own renditions. <laughs> we can have our own Christmas album one day. <laughs> 
Did I tell you the song that my son came up with? I did. Yes, shrimp. Shrimpy. Shrimpy the Shrimp Man. Shrimpy the Shrimp Man was a hairy, nasty shrimp. You need to stop singing it on air. Somebody is going to write it, and they're going to claim it as their own. (laughs) With a corn cob shrimp. And a button button shrimp. And two two eyes eyes made out of of shrimp. 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 He loves it. Aww. <laughs> he is your kid. Yep, 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 yep. All, All right. right, discuss. <laughs> it's time to discuss things. Are you okay? What happened over there? You know, I was just trying to put my shoe on and. Without your socks? That's what happens without a sock. Your foot gets all sweaty and sticks to the shoe. Nobody even knows what you're talking about, Matt. Mo doesn't wear socks. Nasty. Nasty business. You nasty. I understand that in the summer. Wearing sandals and whatnot. My feet swell with socks on. Put a friggin' hunk of meat in a boot without a sock on it. Listen here. My foot is not a hunk of meat, okay? My foot is delicate and beautiful. Stop foot shaming me. All you do is shame me all day. It's not even Tuesday. You're not allowed to shame me today. <laughs> oh, it's your early Christmas present. No, I Christmas want on to return it. Or rather, can I re-gift it? <laughs> <laughs> can I push my foot shame on someone else? I don't think so. I really don't. Uh, all right. So I left this open-ended for a few minutes of just discussing some of our favorite Christmas Memories oh, or memories. favorite things about the Christmas season. Okay. So be happy. Happy and healthy. Have a holly jolly <laughs> Christmas. Okay, so I think growing up, one of my favorite memories is um making peanut butter cookies with my dad. Yeah. So uh he my dad typically did a lot of the cooking, but not the baking in the house. But peanut butter cookies are super easy, yeah. right? So I can remember from a very, very young age, him making peanut butter cookies at Christmas. And I would always get to do the fork impressions mm. in the top, you know. And my dad... <coughs> I don't know why, but that just makes the cookie. It does. It really does. It does. But my dad is not a singer at all. But at Christmas time, when he would sing, and maybe that's why I like singing those old Christmas carols, but when he would sing Oh Holy Night and Away in a Manger, he had this deep, raspy voice. And when he would sing it, it sounded so beautiful. (laughs) He'd sing anything else throughout the rest of the year, and I was like, okay, you're done. I'm going to put a spoon in my ear if you don't stop. you got to (laughs) stop. But when he would sing Christmas carols, so for me, just thinking about... Being in the kitchen with my dad, baking peanut butter cookies, and him singing very much off-key, but <laughs> somehow beautifully, those old-time Christmas carols. That makes me happy. That's cool. Uh, let's see. The first thing that I thought of was in fourth grade. No, third grade. Third grade. Our, our Catholic school that I grew up in did a Christmas play every year, and everybody from every grade was allowed to participate and even try out for certain roles. Well, in third grade, I did not try out for anything. But they let you have a full script anyway. And so I had a small role. I didn't even speak or anything, but I had a full script. Um, and <clears throat> I 
basically memorized that thing just kind of by accident. I didn't really set out to memorize it. Yeah. But I did. And so I knew everybody's line. So when they were going and practicing and whatever, and someone couldn't uh, remember their line, my teacher made it a running gag. They would ask me, what's the line? And I'm like, you do this. <laughs> and, you know, so that was funny. So we had, it was, it was a play revolving around the three wise men. Mm-hmm. And one of the wise men, and these were all like fifth and sixth graders, and I was in third grade. One of the wise men got sick. Of course. And so one day I got asked, hey, so I know you didn't try out for this, but you know all the lines. Can you be the other wise man? And I was like, what? All right. Sure. So I got to be up there. We were doing the rehearsal and the newspaper came during the rehearsal and took the picture of us. And I got to be in the paper as the three wise men on there. But then dude tried to come back on the day of the performance He's like, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> Five minutes before we were supposed to start, he has collapsed outside the church in the grass, uh, having just puked. Aww. And he's like, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to take the costume that he was wearing and puking in. Of course. And put it on. But uh, that was fun. I don't even remember doing the play specifically. I just remember everything leading up to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I remember. It was neat getting to be a part of that. I think <coughs> the very first Christmas play that I was in, I was two and, um, I went to a daycare that was in a church and so they put on this little Christmas performance. Of course, I don't remember it because I was only two, <laughs> but there's pictures of it and I've heard the stories a million times. But as my, I lived with my grandparents mostly at the time. And so as my grandparents walked in, I can see my pop and I'm just waving, you know, erratically at him the whole time during the performance, just smiling and waving because <laughs> I was so excited to see him like most little kids do, you know, mm. and the only line that I had said something about Mary and Joseph and it was Mary and Jophus. <laughs> so for years, years after my grandparents would say, Hey Meg, you want to go get Mary and Jophus for the nativity? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are very funny. I'm never going to live it public down. Shame right. In front of everybody. Never going to live it joke. down. It was cute. I was only two. Gosh. Mary and Jophus. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, have you ever been to a Christmas VBS? Oh, no. I remember one year, uh, the church <coughs> a church that I had never been to, uh, it was one of those kind of old-timey churches, ones that have like the old building and the bell tower and okay. whatnot, but they still hold normal church in there. Okay. Uh, and they had like a little Christmas VBS for five days. And the only thing that I remember is that they awarded prizes for the best male and female singer. And we did a little Christmas concert and I got the male prize. And it was a, uh, of all things, it was a tie pin that said Jesus on it. <laughs> I didn't even own a fake tie. I was going to say. Okay, then. <laughs> but I remember getting it, and I uh, cherished that thing. I cherished it for a while. Yeah. Till someone stole it. You know, almost every year 
after VBS, like leading up to VBS. At, okay, so I've been the VBS director at Highland for a few years. Um, and every year leading up to it and the week before, I'm like stressing out and, oh, this is the worst time ever. I don't know what I'm going to do. Why mm-hmm. do I keep doing this to myself? Da, da, da. But then the week of VBS happens, and the very last night, I always say, this was so great. I wish it was longer. We should do it again. (laughs) And one year I said, we should have a Christmas VBS. We should do it in six months in December and have a Christmas-themed VBS. (laughs) It was your wife that was like, "Uh, we should not. (laughs) Uh, How about no? How about mm -mm. How about it's already stressful enough trying to do it in the summer when we have free time? Right. Let alone trying to cram it into December. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I don't think I've seen one in any of our areas anyway ever since then. Yeah. But this was in Hobbs, so it wasn't far away. It was two and a half hours away from where we're at. But, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. It sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Oh, it was really fun doing, you know, typical VBS things, but geared towards Christmas. You yeah. Know, it was just really fun. You had Christmas crafts and Christmas games. And yeah. Well, it was really neat. I mean, when you think about it, it could be... So cool. So much fun. The music is pretty much taken care of yeah. itself. Yeah. You know, crafts are super easy. Do gifts to be given. But at the same time, like there's no better time throughout the year, not a more perfect time throughout the year to really learn about Jesus for an right. entire week. Right. Yeah. You know, anyway. So that's what I remember. <laughs> I think they were on to something. They were ahead of their time. <laughs> I think it's impressive. What, Matt, is a family tradition that you always did growing up and now you all do? Nothing. Silence. In my family, nothing. Really? Honestly, yeah. We didn't have many traditions. Um, we never we never did Thanksgiving, so our big meal was always on Christmas. Okay. Um, but there wasn't anything specifically ours you know that we did that wasn't a common thing we ate a meal we tore into presents that was about it <coughs> someone was watching uh either do they do a game on christmas a football game uh-huh. on christmas yeah so we'd always watch a football game on christmas i think uh i remember playing football with uh one of them nerf vortex footballs yeah out in the out in the street a couple of years with my older brother i was I was so ghetto, I played football in the street. I couldn't think of anything else to say was, but ghetto, sorry. That was, that was not a good insult. That was probably slightly <laughs> offensive. Um, but my wife's family, on the other hand, they've done a dated bulb mm-hmm. thing where every year they get a dated bulb and they write down in the box for the bulb a bunch of different things that have happened that year. What's special about that year, where they live, uh, and all that. And then every year on Thanksgiving, after they eat dinner, they sit down and they decorate the tree. But the first thing they do is put all the bulbs on and they go through them one by one, reading everything about where they were that year, and what was special about it. And so that's something that Deidre and I have done since we got married. Yeah. And they even gave us our first bulb. Uh, which was, you know, a marriage bulb, of mm-hmm. course. <coughs> so that's, that's really cool. I guess that's the question. Yeah. What about you? Uh, 
I figured you already had an answer, and that's why you're asking the question. So eventually, it would come back to you. <laughs> I, you know, now that I think back to it, I don't really remember anything that we did every single year, aside from bake cookies. Hmm. Well, that's the thing. Not everybody does. Yeah, um, my brother and I. We admitted this to my mom over Thanksgiving, um, but my brother and I every year would figure out where our parents had been hiding the Christmas gifts, and <laughs> we would obviously either unwrap them and then rewrap them, or look at them and play with them and put them back in the box and, <laughs> and put them back. My mom had no idea. So, and I don't even remember what brought the conversation up, but as we're having Thanksgiving dinner, something comes up about Christmas presents, and my brother's like, yeah, you guys always hid the Christmas presents under the waterbed. And my mom just kind of looked at my brother, and I was like, yeah, they did, huh? I was like, we figured that out early on. And then I was like, but wait, except for that one year where they hid them in their closet. And Tony's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And we unwrapped every single one of them that year. And my mom, just this look of, like, devastation and shock on her face as her 26-year-old and 33-year-old are telling her... (laughs) We already knew every single year what we were getting for Christmas. Every year. Uh, yep. You know, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. But more so as an adult, I've tried to figure out what I'm getting. Yeah. Uh, and not just from, like, my wife, or, but from everybody. Because I am terrified of having a moment where I open up a gift and I react poorly to yes. it. So I always try to figure out what I'm getting. And uh, that way I'm prepared for... Uh, <laughs> Worst like, case hey, scenario. Well, hey, this is cool. I could use this. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that yeah. has happened to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, it's been ever since the eighth, ever since the eighth grade, my eighth grade Christmas... When everything I got was terrible. It was just like the... I mean, I don't want to make Christmas all about the gifts, but this was just the worst pile of garbage I've ever been given by my entire family. (laughs) Maybe it was a tough year that year. Oh, no. Oh! (laughs) Because my nephews got big old expensive junk. I got... A, a soccer wall clock that number one i didn't like soccer all that much number two it was plastic and cardboard number three it stopped working the same day i opened it were you bad a, that year i then? don't know i guess <laughs> i got a package of socks which uh were both unnecessary because i had a lot of socks and socks i hated Socks that went all the way up to the knee. Hmm. I don't wear those. I've never asked for those. I don't want those. And then the only other thing I got, those were the two things. And then the third thing was a universal remote control. So I could use that on both my DVD player and television, which I'm pretty sure my DVD player could turn on and off my television, my DVD player remote. Yeah. And so I'm like... Thanks, guys. Oh, and they wrapped the batteries for that, too. So I did have four things. 
I'm thinking you were bad that year. I had to have been, I guess. Uh, you were awful that year. So I got nothing. It was it was bad. I'm just like every everything I opened. Oh yeah, and the last thing I opened was the batteries. I didn't stagger it. So I'm like, all right, well, this was Christmas. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, and done. <clears throat> and that was the same year that my parents uh, made Christmas dinner or whatever. They sent me and my nephew off to a movie. Uh-huh, and they ate and without And then ate you. without us. And that's like what was my favorite part of Christmas growing up. Was yeah. eating the Christmas dinner with family. Like, oh, we didn't think you'd mind. You ruined Christmas! <laughs> That was it was just a terrible felt Christmas. like Kevin McAllister. And when I grow up and I get married, I'm living alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the next year I started dating my now wife and spent most of the Christmas stuff with the Vassars. <laughs> I think that they would be a uh, fun family to spend. They really are. Yeah. Christmas, but they have so many fun traditions. They go all out. They go I, all the way out. I had a devastating Christmas experience when I was about 16. And yeah. I my parents had divorced the year before. Mm. And um, I had decided to live with my stepdad and his girlfriend instead of with my mom. And my dad, he loves to gift. Like, that is his love language. Gifting to others is his love language. So, and I can remember every year growing up, it was a big deal. And he loved watching people open those gifts that he got for them, you know? I can remember my dad coming to my bedroom window when I was like seven or eight years old and passing gifts from his trunk into my window for me to hide under my bed for my mom for <laughs> Christmas so that she wouldn't know where they were. Adorable. Yeah. But he loves, loves <coughs> giving gifts. Yeah. Um, but that year, you know, I'm 16, and he kind of thought, she doesn't really want gifts. She wants to be able to buy her own stuff. So I didn't get any gifts mm. under the tree. I got a stocking full of gift cards, which is cool, but I wanted my gifts. Yeah, there's no, like, experience like, to yeah, that. Yeah, I wanted to open up stuff. And so he's all excited as I'm pulling out gift card after gift card after gift card, you know. And I got some other things like perfume and makeup and things like that. But I just looked at him and I was like, where are the gifts? And he just took total offense to that. Like, I didn't get you gifts, but I got you all these gift cards and blah, 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 blah. And, of course, I'm devastated because I didn't get any gifts. And now I've hurt my dad's feelings and yeah. I seem ungrateful and, like, the worst person <laughs> ever on Christmas. And my dad's upset. So, yeah, I stayed in my room and cried the whole day. Oh. <laughs> like, I didn't know how to feel. Like, yeah. do I feel sad that I hurt his feelings or do I feel sad that I didn't get gifts? Or do I feel just, like, scum of the earth because you're right. It's not about the presents, but it was so about the presents. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be good Christmas memories, and we've both been sharing terrible ones now. Oh, well. <laughs> our lives and are now terrible. we're out of time, mode. Now we're out of time. Our mode. lives are terrible. What can I say? <laughs> well, let's wrap up with your favorite segment of the show. Okay, ask us anything. Uh? Today, hey, that was Tim the Toolman Taylor. You know, that's how you spell it. A-U-A. 
Oh. Uh, okay, you're right. Never mind. But it was Tim, the tool man, yeah, Taylor. It was. Okay. Um, it's the Santa Claus, man. Yeah. Our question for the day What is the most memorable gift you've ever been given? I was given this soccer wall clock. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So specifically, this question does not mention Christmas, so I'm going to be going with a birthday present. Matt, Uh, it's Christmas Eve. You're supposed to be talking Christmas. I'm pretty sure the question says ever. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um. Actually, you know what? I don't really remember if it was a birthday present or a Christmas present now that now that you mention it. See. So maybe it was. Who knows? <clears throat> but uh, my wife, whom I guess we were, I think we were still, yeah, we were just dating at the time. Um, she and her dad made me a table. Oh. That yeah. spelled out Matthew and Daedra uh-huh. on the top. It was really neat. And uh, Deidre did a lot of the work herself. And, uh, yeah, it was beautiful. They shellacked it 500,000 times, so we could put anything on it and it wouldn't get stained or whatever. But, I mean, it was nice. And uh, then my son broke it this year. Yep. (laughs) And then... (laughs) So my son broke it because he slid in his socks and smashed into it and broke one of the legs off but that's all it was it was one leg we could have fixed it then Deidre took it outside to put it in the trunk of her oh, car that's right and set it behind the car forgot it was there ran over it <laughs> now it's in like seven pieces it still hasn't been it's, fixed it still could be put together but nobody's had the time and <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares enough. And it's got to be Greg because if we're going to fix it, we got to fix it with clamps and junk, which he yeah. has. And, and yeah, so. But it lasted for 17 years. Yeah. Well, 16, probably. 16 years. But uh, yeah, I love that thing. I remember getting that and just being absolutely blown away by it. And it was kind of then when I figured, all right, she's probably going to marry me. Aww. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> she clearly made me something that's supposed to last many, many years. Right? <laughs> Aww. That's uh, sweet. Yeah. I, so, I can't, like, pinpoint one gift. I've had a lot of really cool gifts over the years. Yeah. Um, but because Topher was born five days before Christmas... Poor kid. <laughs> he actually has like a really enjoyable Christmas holiday season because he celebrates his birthday and then five days later, you know, he gets the sweets from his birthday cake and then a full week of sweets with cookies and a full week of <laughs> yeah. gifts. I and- mean, when it comes to the time, sure, it's going to be great. But then the rest of the year, there's no staggering. There's That's no, true. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I will say, when they brought him to me for the first time, he was in a little stocking. <laughs> they wrapped it, you know, swaddled oh. him and stuck him in a little stocking that said Merry Christmas and gave him a little red hat. So he looked like a little gift. And that a, is adorable. Mm-hmm, I still have the stocking. I pull it out every year and look at it. And I'm like, <laughs> you used to fit in this. <laughs> yep. He's like, shut up, Mom. I know. I'm... Almost 13. I know, right? Oh, no, he's 13 now, right? He's yeah, 13, 13 now. 
Goodness. Ugh. Teenager. Hormone time. Ugh. It's going to be a hairy monster. <laughs> and in Slither, a year... Slithering around your house. In a year and four months, I will have another teenager. Oof. Huh. For some reason, I thought you were saying you're going to have another kid. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, you're going to have a fourth kid? You're not a fourth kid. How do you kid? know you're pregnant this far out? <laughs> <sighs> no. <laughs> We're planning when we're going to get pregnant. <laughs> right? Exactly from five months from now. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And that's going to do it for our Back Row Rewind Christmas special. There will not be a rewind next Thursday because next Thursday is Christmas Eve. And Bubba and Anna are actually going to be bringing you a special new Christmas Eve Church Nerds episode. So get ready for that and be here for that. 7 a.m. Central, Encore at 9 a.m. Central. It's going to be a fun time. Back Row Rewind will return the first week of January. You guys have a fantastic Christmas. New episodes of the Back Row Morning Show next Monday through Wednesday. And a special Christmas Back Row Morning Show in the afternoon instead. So not not a morning show, obviously. Uh, But uh, that's coming on Christmas Day. A lot of good stuff. Keep following us on all the socials at LTN on air and at the Back Row LTN to find out what's going down. Merry Christmas, y'all. Show at 8 a.m. and again at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Only.